When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. This week, oh, why did we do this sooner? <laughs> it's all about Mark Hamill. <laughs> Yay. And I'm, I'm like, while going through like his bio, I feel like we should have done it sooner because now there's even more. <laughs> right. The man does not stop and we're glad for it. I mean, he's our hero. Yeah. That's how we yeah. know him. That's how we found him. That's how I found him. Yes. Me too. I, I, of course, like most people, my first introduction to Mark Hamill was Star Wars, of course. But right. He's I, so just, much more than that. <laughs> he really is. And he, you you have the Batman and Joker connection because you're, you're into all that. Yeah. So, Yeah. I have, I have facts. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. Lauren knows way more about the gift that the universe has by the name of Mark Hamill. So... <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do more talking than me on this on this subject, but I mean, I know I know Mark what like pretty much what everyone knows and maybe a few factoids, but you you're bringing the fact facts. Well, I went down a rabbit hole. You remember when I got divorced and I was living at my parents' house and I was just sure spending every night watching like yes. ancient Mark Hamill stuff on YouTube. Oh, my God. And you would send me screenshots that were very, very raunchy. And I really liked all of that. There's some shower scene. Yes, I know. I just thought of that movie. It's a perfect Halloween movie. And I completely forgot until Halloween was over. Black Magic Woman. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of the movie. I I only know that scene and the gift that you sent me because I was losing my mind. I'm like, this is not Luke Skywalker. I I was like, this is very surprising, Leanne. It was something. I mean, I hate to I hate to like say that. It feels weird because Luke's like all of our our brother. He's like a brother. I know he's like the, the all-American boy. It's so like I think he tries really hard to break that stereotype. And... Of course, but that that yeah. gif is is exactly the way to do it. <laughs> Girl, that movie. Oh, the whole movie. See, I haven't watched the, the whole movie. Whole Maybe I should. movie. <laughs> yeah, there's witches. He's cursed. He spends the whole movie cursed, and like. It's crazy. First of all, my friends are doing a disservice. I know they're out there listening. My Halloween friends who haven't told me about this, or maybe they haven't. I completely missed the point. But where are my Halloween boys to tell me about this movie? I guess I got it added to the list. I forgot about it, too. So it's, you know, it's obscure. (laughs) But but Mark is not. He's, He's a little obscure, but he's... He's just a gem. 
he is just like if you go back into his pre-star wars stuff you can see what a good actor he is right and then you get into star wars and he went into the george lucas school of acting i was just gonna say (laughs) it's the george lucas effect it takes a hold of everyone yes and like he i even feel like he really elevated some of that dialogue because how do you make that bullshit sound natural and especially in a new hope i really feel like he has a very natural delivery and it sounds like a normal person talking yeah mark hamill auditioned officially like he, i think even his roommate was auditioning or something like that his and roommate too was it... yeah c- yeah because he was on general hospital yes he was on general hospital he was all he was also on um well he had appearances on many shows yes like- Yeah, I find this interesting because if you look at other actors and actresses, they always have like roles on things like Law and Order or the or ER. (laughs) Remember the show ER? Yes, even Ewan McGregor was on ER. Yeah, like everyone has had like a guest appearance on these long winded television shows. Yes, but then they all become something. I I can think of a handful of actors and actresses that have shown up on shows like those, and and then became something. Yeah, absolutely. He, (laughs) he, so like pre Star Wars, he was on. He had a regular part on General Hospital. Uh He was on the Cosby Show, The Partridge Family. Owen Marshall, counselor at law, three times. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the Partridge family. That's what I was trying to think of, the name. Yes. Couldn't think of it. And he's a, he's adorable in it. He really he's is. so cute. He is. Uh, and, like, even the Cosby show, is he's adorable. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And he's probably, like, 22, but he looks like he's 15. Yeah, yeah. He has that quintessential, like, youth undertone. Yes. Like, even now, his eyes sparkle with, like, a youthful glee. You know? I love people that hold on to that. I know. He's really goofy, and I like that. I think that's what keeps your spirit young. He was also in the streets of San Francisco, which is where Michael Douglas got his start. I'll be damned. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I definitely will confess to watching (laughs) Sarah T, Portrait of a Teenage Alcoholic. It's not supposed to be funny, but it's so serious. It's hilarious. What year did that come out? Like when oh, was that's this a good running? question. Before 1975, so okay, like between <laughs> 70 and 75 somewhere. It's, that makes it even and more I, amazing. <laughs> oh my god, Leanne, it is quite a movie. And uh, he was on this. I think it was like made for TV movie called Delancey Street: The Crisis Within, and it's the about Christ. like. <laughs> I love that's your the, face. That's the subtitle of my own biography. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, he plays like a disturbed teenager in it, and he's really good. That's would... the, like he's really believable. He doesn't have gimmicks. Yeah, like he's very, I think, sincere and mm-hmm. vulnerable, and that's what makes him like a very good actor. And I think. That's coming back to him now. Yeah. When you see him in movies yep. now, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's kind of like, just, he's not insecure. He knows what he's about. He knows what he likes. And he doesn't have that, like, pressure of being Luke Skywalker. Now. Like, he is that. He's kind of, I think, had to come to terms with it at this mm-hmm. point. 
Mm-hmm. And so you see him kind of settling into roles in a way that's really genuine. Like, even the... What was the second one? It's uh, the second prequel or sequel i can't remember the name of it the last Last jedi Jedi? yeah (laughs) i've only watched it twice so i can't remember subtitle the the crisis within (laughs) (laughs) i mean carry on what were you saying (laughs) just like his performance in it is really beautiful it's less affected you know like and I love him in Return of the Jedi, but you can tell by the time he's doing Return of the Jedi, the dialogue is even more difficult to perform sincerely because it's even more ridiculous than it was in A New Hope. So, yeah. George God bless Lewis. him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we love him for it. We love him for persevering through a lot of difficult things. Yeah. Which includes George Lucas's writing, <laughs> oftentimes. <laughs> Look, yeah. we love him, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got... He, I, I feel like he was the best choice for Luke Skywalker. I mean, like, he is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But it also really hurt his career. It hurt everyone's career, probably the least of all Harrison Ford. But, right. you know, like, everyone was the Star Wars people after that. That's all anyone ever saw. But is there a way that they could have avoided it? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they were like on par with the Beatles where people would like, yeah, like show up at the airport to see their plane arriving. You know, it was crazy. Probably not as intense as the Beatles, but still like close. (laughs) Listen, if Carrie Fisher was still alive, I would, I would hang out in the vicinity if I was in the vicinity. You know what I mean? Yeah. We would flock. <laughs> I wouldn't. See, I have this thing with celebrities. <clears throat> I have this thing with celebrities. But like, <laughs> if I see one, I don't want to be that person. I want to act cool yeah. and maybe not even approach them at all. <laughs> I know. I've a, I, know. I have spoken to two celebrities and that's like it, you know, and I've, I acted pretty cool. I, I like to think that I did the correct thing. Yeah, well, they're people, too. Both were haphazard. They were in places I was that were completely unexpected. Yeah. You know. Wasn't one of them the guy from Lost? Yes, and it was after the first season, so, like, the good season. It was, for those of you that are Lost fans, it was Sawyer, the character Sawyer, Josh Holloway. And he was in Alaska when I was working there. In this little town. Did you ran into him at a bar? No. He was at a, he was at an outdoor race, like a trail run race that they oh. hold in Seward, Alaska every year called the Mount Marathon Race. And it's every 4th of July. And my roommate and I were there. And there he is standing there watching the race. And I'm like, is that the guy from Lost? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to walk up to him. Hey, funny seeing you here in Alaska. What are you doing? And he's like, I'm on my honeymoon. What are you doing here? I said, I'm in my internship. (laughs) He was really cool about it. He was chill. It took me at least two hours to walk up to him, though. 
Well, that, yeah, I, I would need to be drunk, I think. Do you think you could keep your cool with Mark Hamill, though? Yes, I could, because he's so normal. I feel like he's so relatable and so normal and so goofy that I feel <laughs> like it would be, I feel, I don't feel like he thinks he's above anyone. Yeah. If I saw him at a con or I saw him at, like, a signing or some kind of fan event, I feel like he wants, he would, he wouldn't be com- completely off-putting by it by anyone yeah. coming. I feel like he's appreciative of that. Maybe not like swarming over him, but he's reached a point in his life, in his career, where I think he's chill with it. And if I'm wrong, I would never go up to him. But that's my impression. I think I could keep my cool. Because he's I think cool. he's, he's really gracious. Yeah. People swarm him. There's footage of him at Carrie Fisher's uh, star Hollywood mm-hmm. star. He was getting back in his car and he's still signing autographs even through the car window. Yeah, and someone hit him in the face, <gasps> and he was like, "That's it, we're done." Oh, and and of course a fan. It was like the paparazzi, and a fan was like, like push someone out of the way. They're like, "How dare you hit Mark Hamill in the face?" <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would be. But like for comparison's sake, Harrison Ford, I would not go near. Oh, my God. You know he would hate being approached. Right? So, like, that's why I think it would be cool with Mark Hamill. But, like, I couldn't I couldn't even approach, uh, what's his name, Matt Lanter at Comic-Con. He was two feet from us. <laughs> but he was pushing yeah. a baby carriage. He was pushing yeah, a stroller. You, totally you different. You scene. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. when to act it cool. Just not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm never cool. I mean, even seeing Mads Mikkelsen from far away, you saw I was like, oh my god, I was like having a meltdown. So one yeah, of my I'm favorite not... photos ever. I made Andy Circus laugh. Okay, I, I can do this. I can do this kind of stuff. <laughs> at yes, times. you can. <laughs> I have that photo right over here. I'm collecting a nice wall of autographed photos from people. You do, that... Yeah, you have a nice collection going. <laughs> now. Just to get an autograph from the man himself. Not Hamill himself, but Dave Filoni. <laughs> oh, Dave Filoni, I was going to say. Mark Never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I would love that, but I mean, he's even further out of, t- out of reach than... Anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Tangent <laughs> achieved. Tangent number one achieved. <laughs> Full side tangent. We went screeching <laughs> off the road with that one. <laughs> well, that's why I like these episodes where we we deep dive into individuals because you never know where it's going to go in relation to these people. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, well, okay, so we all know Star Wars A New Hope. Yes. And it was like a huge success and people revered it right away. And then Mark got in a car accident. I know. And like broke his face. It was bad. Like it broke his nose and his cheekbone and his teeth. He had to have a lot of reconstructive surgery that was super painful. Super painful. I, ugh. Yeah. Hello. The story I heard was pretty funny. What? <laughs> He's He told it. He was saying that. He's heard all kinds of stories that he was, like, dragging his bloody body along the side of the highway and all this, like, (laughs) crazy shit. And he's, like, he's, like, I broke my nose, basically. He did, like, break his teeth, dude. They had to, like, rebuild part of his nose with his ear and all this crazy shit. But he said he was, I think he had a 
a convertible, and he was mm-hmm. driving on the highway in L.A., was playing i think it's the 1812 overture it's the was singing along and realized he was gonna miss his exit and like went out and crashed his car lost control of his car that way <laughs> i was just like the fact that he's singing that song is yeah so mark <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wonderful really <laughs> oh my god but they said that I mean, that's why he met his wife. What was that? I said the whole thing is not wonderful. I didn't mean it to sound like, that's wonderful. <laughs> no, <laughs> car wrecks are not wonderful. But the 1812 Overture is, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he met his wife. Yeah, when he was getting his, she worked at the dental office where he was getting like his teeth fixed. Aww, and I love them. I know. They've been married like 40 plus years. What's and her, her name? She has a very interesting name. Mary, Mary Lou. Lou. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that name. Yeah. The, and this, it was like an A&E biography documentary that I had watched. They said that like she really helped him through his depression because he thought his career was over. His face looked completely different. Yeah. It, that's even a though hard, he like healed. Yeah. That's a, that's a really tough, I mean, pff, car wrecks are one thing, but then to have facial reconstruction basically yeah teeth and he, that sucks no that hurt that has to hurt anything with I'm teeth sure. hurts god but i really do think he was re- like really beautiful he was in he had like that perfect sad. angular face and that nose yeah not that he's not a beautiful human now yeah no he is so i think that led to something kind of interesting though because after that, in Empire Strikes Back and after, he has this new look, which is really, I still think it's very handsome. I think he was really handsome. But mm-hmm. I've heard artists and Lucasfilm working on AI describe his face as very difficult to reproduce because he oh. looks different depending on the angle mm-hmm. or the lighting. Mm-hmm. He looks like a different person. So artists say he's really hard to draw. And AI has a lot of trouble, like, figuring out what he would look like because he looks different all the time, which I think is so interesting. He's safe from the AI-generated images you'll never have to worry about. (laughs) Sort of. I mean, he's clearly already been AI-generated twice now, I guess. Yes, but even that, they're having trouble making, locking down one version, you know? They can't even get his voice right, which is so bizarre to me. Is is it our, uh, like, specific critiques, or is he just that difficult to reproduce? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's unique. Like you said, his face is now wholly unique and still handsome. He has a great smile, like you said. He does. Because (laughs) it moves to his eyes. Yeah, it's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. It's clear that he gets enthusiastic about stuff and is just as excited as fans, you know? Yeah. He's a fantastic voice actor. Yeah, that's the thing that's, I think, really cool about him because he's done a ton of stuff. Like, he did some of his more pop, not popular, but, like, more well-known movies are, like, Corvette Summer... The Big Red One, which is actually, he is really good in that, is even he? though 
I haven't seen it. Lee Marvin exhausts me. I hate those like old <laughs> war movies, but he's really great in it, and it's a totally different kind of role. And like Slipstream, he's really good in that, but that is a fucking bizarre movie. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Also, never seen it. I, listen, I am, I am an ill-watched. Is that the right word? I am a. <laughs> There are just, let me put it this way. There are just so many things I have not seen. I know. Go ahead. Cancel me. But I just I no, haven't seen all these this things. This stuff is, it's really obscure stuff. Like, it's actually hard to get your hands on it. Like, I think I've watched a lot of this on YouTube because you can't track it down anywhere else. Midnight Righty plays, like, a murderer. Earth Angel, Leanne, that's the one where he is, like, a nerd in the 50s. What? And, like... Falls in love with the prom queen and she dies. Oh! And comes back as a ghost. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking movie ever. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, why are all these teenagers 40 years old? <laughs> and then I realized it's because it was like, then the the movie comes to present day and then they're like their actual ages. <laughs> this is like, it's really strange. Isn't that the premise of Casper? <laughs> isn't it the kid dies and comes back as a ghost pretty much pretty much okay just, just checking role reverse yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> i didn't say these were good movies Leanne. I, I just said that i'm not implying anything here <laughs> just trying to catalog what ones i need to to watch i think i'll skip that one <laughs> Well, but like more recently, he's done the What We Do in the Shadows TV show, which the mm-hmm. movie is, I've seen that and it's fucking hilarious. He plays Jim the Vampire, which I just love. What? So stupid and pedestrian. <laughs> Jim the Vampire. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> oh, I'm like laughing so hard. I have tears in my eyes. That sounds great. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and he just did that movie, The Machine, which is, like, irreverent humor, and then Fall of the House of Usher just came out, like, weeks ago, so mm-hmm. I think it's great that he's acting in person again, because forever he was just doing voiceover. Yeah. Which is awesome and amazing, and he has the longest IMDb I've ever seen. That's awesome, that. though. It's insane. It's crazy <laughs> to see... How many smaller things, in addition to the massive entities that these actors and actresses have been a part of? I mean, especially Mark. Yeah. Just because he slides in there in ways that you don't know. <laughs> like, we talk about, what's his name in, in the last episodes of Clone Wars? What, what We just talked about this with the Yoda. Where he's yeah. talking to Wills, and what's, his, what's the... I am useless. What's the name of the guy? The Sith? He comes back. He's he's oh Darth Bane. Thank you. Oh my God! Just strike me down. He comes. He's (laughs) Darth Bane. I don't have a Star Wars podcast. Who am I? Darth Bane's (laughs) voice in that episode. It's just like you would never know. Like you said, you couldn't understand a word he said. But like, it's cool that Mark Hamill has. It's also like James Arnold Taylor. He's in all these different like games. Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever the brand is. He's in the games, his voices and stuff. I love it. I love how you can't tell sometimes. Sometimes, like, with Mark Hamill, if I know he's in it, I can almost always pick out who he is because now I know what he sounds like. But, like, the first time, 
I had no idea. I grew up my entire childhood. I had no idea he was the Joker. And I loved Batman. You had no idea. I didn't until it was like 2012, I think, is when I learned that Mark Hamill was the Joker that I grew up with. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, as a kid, why would you know? Nobody cares yeah, about I that. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. My brain exploded, I learned as an adult. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It's the best. It's the best. I fucking love it. I love it. It's so good. There are a lot of good jokers, but Mark Hamill's my favorite. Oh, and you didn't even know it. And it's so you're unbiased. It's an unbiased opinion. Exactly. It was sincere childhood love of that character, and he was terrifying also. Would you say it's your favorite non-Star Wars Mark Hamill role? That's a good question. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> Just because it's, it's so... I think that it's... Yes, because he's played the whole spectrum of the Joker. So he's yeah. done... Which is funny because it's the antithesis of Luke Skywalker. But then he's even played the Joker on like opposite ends of the spectrum. So he is Batman the Animated Series where it's kind of funny. Like, it's... It's really humorous. There are moments that are kind of disturbing, but yeah. you know, it's for kids. But then he's done the Arkham video games, mm-hmm. which is really, really dark and really? really scary. Yeah, like I haven't played the games, but <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> this I'm, is the I'm kind intrigued. of nerd I am, dude. I watch the like, I don't know what those are called, the like cutscenes or whatever yeah, in between like- the. G- yeah, yeah, I'll watch all of that. And I've never played the game, but I just want to see, like, because well, I like Batman that much. <laughs> I need to go see it now, too, because I probably will never play the game. But I just want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's really good, and it's really disturbing. I love he, disturbing. <laughs> he's very good at it. Like, he, I think that's why I love Mark Hamill so much, because I believe him as mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, the hero, and mm-hmm. I believe him as this... Like, he's just not afraid to get really outside of his comfort zone. Yeah. And he's even said that about animation is like, he doesn't, you don't have to show up looking like anything. You can play characters you would never be cast in otherwise because you don't look like that character, you know? Well, apparently, I'm reading here that he was also in the Spider Man animated series. Yeah, as the Joker. Well, and as other characters, because he doesn't always just play, like, even in Batman, he's played a couple of characters, but... He's in yeah. Marvel roles in animated mm-hmm. series. I, I'm, I'm like, just going through his animated animated stuff, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> There's a yeah, lot like, here. his franchises are crazy that he's done voice over, obviously, The Simpsons, when he played himself, which was, like, <laughs> and again, it was, like, yes. two years ago that I learned... In that episode, it's my favorite Simpsons episode, not even because of Mark Hamill, because it's also a parody of The Bodyguard, which I don't know if you've ever seen oh, that movie. Oh, but... unfortunately, I have seen that one. <laughs> it's a guilty <laughs> pleasure for me. I, like, love, hate that movie. And the Homer goes to bodyguard training school, and he has, like, a drill sergeant that's crazy who sings the Whitney Houston song. Yes. That's Mark Hamill. He sings it. Oh, my God. <laughs> So the Simpsons <laughs> troll hunter Chucky, he's the new Chucky, Scooby-Doo, Transformers, obviously Star Wars, 
Adventure Time, Avatar The Last Airbender, Futurama, Robot Chicken, Samurai Jack, Johnny Bravo, Hey Arnold, and then Masters of the Universe is now Skeletor. So it's just like Oh my every god. Franchise you can mention, he's in it, basically. I'm just trying to see if I recognize anything that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. No. Yeah. So I do want to just talk about the Joker really quick because Please do. Um, he was not originally cast as the Joker. He was not. No, Who Tim was? Curry was. Tim Curry? Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Which I then found really interesting because Mark Hamill also did Broadway for a while after Star Wars and yes. was in... The Elephant Man, which was also, after Mark was done, played by David Bowie, which is fucking That's insane. insane. But then he was also in Amadeus, which was originally cast with Tim Curry, and Mark Hamill replaced him in Amadeus on let stage. Me just, let me just say this. <laughs> I fucking love Tim Curry. But I do, too. <laughs> they could not be more opposite. <laughs> Right? How does this happen? I don't know. I don't. It's they. To me, like it's really bizarre because they they just aren't the same kind of actor. Mm-mm. But maybe maybe they are in some way. I don't know because I cannot see Tim Curry as Mozart in Amadeus. I can see Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill looks and sounds just like Tom Holtz, who did it in the movie. And he wanted to be in the movie, but the director was like, I'm not having Luke Skywalker in my movie. Oh, my. The shade. I know. I mean, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Because, like, yeah, you have an image of what you want and Skywalker isn't in. I get it. But, like, the shade. (laughs) I know. But so, like, this weird parallel of then Tim Curry was cast as the Joker, which is also weird because he's also then Emperor Palpatine in, in Clone Wars yeah, after yeah. Ian Abercrombie dies. There's this weird, like, six degrees of separation going on. <laughs> I would never guess that. If you told me to do six degrees from Tim Curry to, <laughs> to fucking Mark Hamill, I'd be like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> but I guess it's a thing. So I guess he did the first couple episodes of... Batman, the animated series, and then they replaced him. And I don't know why. Maybe he had another scheduling conflict or whatever. I don't know if he got fired or not. But then, so when Mark came in, he had to voice match animation that existed already. So the first couple times he's on the show, he's not even doing, like, his full version. He's just trying to, like, match what was there already, which is nuts. Yeah. If you see those episodes, it's crazy. Yeah. It's really... And then he, like... Then he gets his full, like, exposure, and then they start animating to the shapes that he makes while he's doing the voices. Because they would film him just like Clone Wars. interesting, yeah. And they said he would get into these postures that were, like, so fucking bizarre that then they'd make make the Joker do that, too, because how else would you make that sound come out of your body otherwise? True. That's why I find it so incredible that voice actors aren't, they don't have those sticky things all over them all the time. Those little dots. (laughs) You know, I know the technology is, yeah, it's, it's, I'm very, I understand it's newer technology, but, like, 
it's amazing what they can do to match that. But to picture yeah. Mark Hamill, to picture Tim Curry, <laughs> it's kind of a mind fuck, but I love it. <laughs> well, he also said that his he he has like a hundred different crazy maniacal laughs that oh, he yeah. said he developed by doing Amadeus, which I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like no. Mozart was famous for having like kind of an insane laugh. Makes sense. <laughs> and so he would like kind of come up with these on stage and then they worked perfectly for the Joker when he got cast as the Joker, which I just love that there's this weird connection between the Joker and Mozart. <laughs> I just can't help it. Up until this episode, I never knew, which is why I was so excited to talk about this because you're so passionate (laughs) about all of this. And I'm sorry, I'll calm down. No, no, that wasn't it. No, stay. That wasn't an indication for you to tone it down. Stay up. I'm just saying, I'm learning things from you as we go. I can't. I look, I can't watch all these. So I need you. It's it's so much. And even though I watched a lot of it, I can't watch all of it. It's just, I did, I even made a list. I was like trying to get through all of Mark Hamill's stuff because I was curious and I got through a lot of his movies, but like the voice acting is, it's impossible. It's insane. So he's been active. So he was born in 1951, but he's been actively working in some shape or form since 1970. Yeah. And it's 2023. That's incredible. And he's done everything. Movies, TV, stage, yeah. voiceover. He even produced his own comic book. Yes. Which, and he did stop motion claymation movie also, like, that he directed. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Do you know? I can't remember what it's called. It's It was about, like... It was as though the monsters that are cast in, like, monster movies or yeah. horror movies are actually actors. And they're <laughs> just, like, they can't find work except as the purple dragon, you know. Oh. The... <laughs> Aww. So it was, that was, like, the idea behind it. But I think it's, like, claymation. So it's kind of like I love stop claymation. Motion. I yeah, don't care. It looked, it is so, honestly, it's so Mark Hamill because it's, like, you know, a comic book meets old-fashioned horror movie because that was so his thing back in the 50s and everything so you know fun fact maybe it's not so fun but i took a theater class in college and it was history of the different types of media and Mm -hmm. we did claymation and stop stop motion or whatever that whole thing and i (laughs) fell in love with it it's awesome i never realized the the amount of work anyway it's right it's incredible. Crazy. It made me appreciate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from, what is that, the 60s, 50s, 60s. It was in 50s, color. I don't even know. It I must have even... taken 40 years to make that movie. With Burl Ives. <laughs> That's the one I'm t- the, the iconic <laughs> yes. classic Rudolph. Yeah. I just, one of my faves. Anyway, made me appreciate that more than I ever realized. <laughs> yeah, it's. It is painstaking. Every everything, like a hair on the head, yep, the yeah. eyes shifting, everything has to yeah. be accounted for. Yeah. And here we are. Mark Hamill's a part of that too. Go figure. <laughs> what is he not a part of <laughs> besides my life? Well, he is a part of my life. He's just not, you know, physically. He doesn't know who <laughs> not we directly. are. Directly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe someday. Mark, you want to come on the show? Oh, Mark. Hmm. I think I would die. I might actually just die. So. Yeah, that would be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> then I get my Viking funeral and I'm done. <laughs> yes, Vader can come and slice me in half and throw me on a ceiling and we'll live forever in peace. Or, or not live. We'll exist. We'll haunt the shit out of all of you. Yes! <laughs> God, we're messed up, dude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Okay, so the IMDb list is the length of the Bible. <laughs> if you could pick any non-Star Wars project from Mark Hamill, good luck. Just like scroll and point. What's your favorite non-Star Wars Mark Hamill role? It can be voiceover. It can be uh, TV, movie, uh, theater. It doesn't matter. Just tell us. If you can. <laughs> if you can. Pick. I don't even know if I could. I mean, I guess it's just got my favorite is Star Wars, but like non Star Wars? God, I don't even know what it'd be. I guess the Joker. Well, yeah. Do you? Do you have anything? Because I know you haven't watched as many other stuff. Just the scene in that gift that you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good choice. I actually think I might go track that movie down now. <laughs> yep. So join us back here next week. We are starting a two-part episode breakdown arc of, we we talked about it in a previous episode. We said we're <laughs> going to do it. We're finally doing it. And I'm so excited. It's the Dooku captured arc in Clone Wars. There's only two episodes in this arc, not the usual three. And it's a lot. It's Hondo. It's Dooku irritated. It's Obi-Wan being a sassy bastard. It's Anakin acting dumb. We love all of it. And we're going to do the next two weeks are the two episodes. And I can't freaking wait. Last week's episode was about spooky Clone Wars. Yes. <laughs> a little belated Halloween episode for you. And we asked our listeners what was their favorite or... I don't know if you can call it favorite spooky thing because a lot of people even said like this is the most disgusting thing <laughs> when they commented. Let's have it. <laughs> MBCH77 said those brain worms are the absolutely most awful and disgusting thing in all of Clone Wars. They, I just wanted to hide from watching. They really are. <laughs> and they did, are. It so, they did it so well though. It's so gross. Ugh. Ugh. I was afraid they were going there, and then they went there. <laughs> and they went there. I agree. They are they are absolutely wretched. And then our friend Carlo mentioned to me that I totally forgotten this, but she said it was really disturbing, and she felt really um, upset that her daughter was in the room when this uh -oh. happened, and she wished she had known ahead of time to like kind of shield her daughter. But the moment where Ventress kills a clone. And kisses oh. him on the cheek. Oh. Oh, yeah. Actually. <laughs> right? Not a kid Not show. Not a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> we need to revisit that topic as well. Yeah, I think I think there's plenty of stuff in, in that topic. That could be a recurring theme on the show. Holy cow, we'll start with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was something I, I I kind of like always forget about that until I watch that episode. I think it's Arc Troopers, I want to say. And uh, yeah, I agree, Carla. It's that's gross. Yep. It's just it's it's fucking disturbing, really. So yeah, mm -hmm. but also 
classic Clone Wars, right? <laughs> oh, Ventress. Tisk, Taking tisk. it too far. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.